show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops Blue Ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. Movies. I am your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. I'll find a decent clip one of these days. I'm telling you. Actually, I had uh, Down the Hatch <laughs> picked out the other day from uh, Superbad. That's a good one. But uh, he like barely even like whispers it, Down the Hatch. It's almost like he's breathing in or he's like, Down the Hatch. And like, oh, so it's not very good. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't use it. Recorded it. Just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. The voice you hear opposite mine is Mr. Alex the Bicep Jones. What's going on? Jones danced. Beef jerky time. You want some beef jerky? Everybody wants some beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It's beef jerky time, dude. Today, we're doing a breakdown of The Witch. Beat down. (laughs) It's going to be a beat down. So, yes, if you're new to the show, there will be spoilers because we are going through the entire plot of the movie. We're going to break it down a little bit, maybe talk about some themes or metaphors, just general analysis. Goat stuff. You know, Goat stuff. Witch stuff. Tit stuff. Witch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> tit stuff. I just got it. Witch's tit. The raven pecking on the tit. Pecking on the boob. Yeah. I prefer boob. Went from six to midnight at that part. (laughs) Pecking on your Peter. (laughs) (laughs) So the witch from 2015. Which witch? Directed by, I'm sorry, the Vivage. Vivage. Which, initial fun fact, it was spelled V-V-I-T-C-H because at the time W wasn't a widely used letter. Yeah, did not know that. That was according to an IMDb trivia thing, so... Didn't know that. I guess take that with a big grain of salt, but... I'd only read that that was how they spelled it back in the day. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was because of the W. Yeah, like, because they'll say, cool. like... Or at least sense. Black Phillips says, wouldst thou, that's a W. Yeah, so they, they say W words. Yeah. So that doesn't make the most sense to me, but maybe which specifically wasn't how it was spelled. Huh. But anyways, it's, it's the witch. Directed by Robert Eggers, starring Anna Taylor-Joy. Egger, your skin is hanging off your bones. <laughs> uh, she plays Thomason. Ralph Innocent is William, the father. Kate Dickey is Catherine, the mother. Harvey Scrimshaw is Caleb. Ellie Grain- Granger is Mercy. And Lucas Dawson is Jonas. A few other people in there, but they don't really talk much. The governor, played by Julian Richings, yeah, who's the governor of the plantation, which is basically just a little town settlement. Yeah, because it wasn't like one family living there. I don't know why they call it plantation. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's like a little, little it's a, village. It's a co-op. Yeah, it's like co-op <laughs> village. They got a big old gate with guards on it. Yeah, and they were letting the natives in. Yeah, but they're we like, saw that. you people are way too Christian for us. Listen, you got to get out of here. You're interpreting the Bible way differently. <laughs> you got to go. So, storyline. A family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. So, first, let's just initial reactions of first time you saw the witch. Dope. <laughs> Dope. So, the Vivage was on my top 10. Did we do top 10 of uh, 2015 last year? Right? It's in this. No. We did top 10 in 2016. Or in 2016, but it was a 2015 films. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was re- it might have been released like late 2015 at a film festival and then came out. Yeah. Like in theaters, limited release, early 2016. Yeah. So this was on my list for favorite movies of the year. Uh, I fucking love The Witch. Um, I thought it was somewhat refreshing, I think, because it was super creepy still scary as shit and you hardly see anything the entire time really um it's more of the fear of the witch in the woods type thing and kind of that puritan style of horror when it's done right it's <laughs> i don't know it's creepy it just works it works so well mm-hmm. without having to have like blood and gore and stuff which you get a little bit of in here later but uh i mean most of the film is done kind of just fear of what's out in the woods the mm-hmm. witch if if there is a witch or if Thomason's the witch and all that type of thing like that. So um, I loved the witch the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I was kind of, I'd heard, you know, rumblings about it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, looking here, it says it came out on Sundance in January 2015. Oh, there you go. And then was released in a bunch of different countries around the world, like throughout 2015. And then back in the U.S., February 2016. Gotcha. So Okay. That would make sense. That's how it got on the list. But yeah, I had heard about it on, I think, some podcasts. People were talking about it or some buzz. You know, I love horror movies, but like witchcraft is like probably my least favorite of the subgenres of horror. Right. Like, I just don't really give a shit. Couldn't even tell you another witchcraft type movie that I um, really enjoyed in the past, I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of it earlier and I was like, Without like really trying to research, it was like nothing popped up. I guess yeah. came to mind. The craft in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. Nev Campbell. I'm sure. I mean, it's October, so I'm sure you've been watching Hocus Pocus around the clock at your Hocus place. Hocus Pocus was popping at the Jones house. Sam did, fucking loves that movie. Oh yeah. We we get Hocus Pocus going about twice every October. <laughs> Got the Blu-ray this year. <laughs> Had to replace the DVD. Yep. So we're doing a new giveaway on WTM. <laughs> <laughs> what a DVD copy of Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. I'm sure Sam's going to hold on to that anyways. She need, might need a backup. Who knows? Oh, she's ready to let it go. Really? She got the Blu-ray. Should have swiped it when I was over there. <laughs> yeah, you should have. I don't even know if I've really even seen Hocus Pocus all the way through. I know I've never rented it or just watched it on TV all the way through. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. Do you even like it? I mean, it's it's a kids movie. No, that's how I take it. I think it's a good kids movie. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Would I watch it if Sam didn't want to watch it? No. I've seen it so many times now, though, that I probably would stop if there's nothing else on TV and if mm-hmm. I was bored and probably just watch a little bit of it because mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times. I see. <laughs> and also because they say virgin in there about 20 times because <laughs> the virgin's got to light the candle that brings back the witches. And the boy who lights it, they repeatedly remind him that he's a virgin during the entire fucking movie, which is kind of funny, actually. Not in the way it's intended, though. Yeah, I was pretty blown away by this. Cause like I said, not really into witch movies, but yeah, the kind of the atmospheric creepiness of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the, the setting. You know, reading more about this, they really wrote some pretty accurate dialogue for the time period. They looked at journals from like the Salem witch trials, which were later than this. I think about 50, 60 years later, it was later in the 17th century. I think that mm-hmm. the witch trials were going on, but also just like, general diaries of like from people found from the time period. They kind of looked at all, what people were writing and talking about, and they kind of drew dialogue from that. Well, and at the end of the film, they even say a little disclaimer almost. This film was inspired by many folk tales, fairy tales, and written accounts of historical witchcraft, including journals, diaries, and court records. Much of the dialogue comes directly from these period sources. So mm-hmm. they kind of call that out. And that special features I watched, too. Edgars says when he was doing a lot of research and stuff for the film that he kept finding the same kind of tropes and stories within fairy tales as well as in, like, historical court documents of the time. Obviously, there was this fear of kind of that unknown or spiritual nature of stuff that you were seeing fairy tales almost, you know, people either thought fairy tales are very real or something, but it was uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and uh, the Black Phillip probably sealed the deal for me. Oh, yeah. After that scene. Yeah. I was like, yep. <laughs> even 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 before it was still a pretty good movie but i think that really sealed it yeah i was like yep i am fully on board with this film <laughs> yeah so let's uh let's get into it here i pulled some storyline kind of bullet points so we can kind of go along sure it from wikipedia and stuff and kind of erase some things and did a little prep work for this one just like we kind of did for animal kingdom right kind of how we went through it so I'll say some things, and then you'll say some things, and then then we'll be done. Oh, cool. (laughs) So, again, uh, if you haven't seen The Witch, don't listen to this rest of this episode. Now, go watch it. (laughs) Go watch it. And then listen to this. Uh, So, it starts off 1630 in New England. Uh, William and his family are banished from a Puritan plantation due to a difference in interpretation of the New Testament, apparently. Family leaves the plantation and builds a farm by the edge of a large secluded forest uh, Catherine soon gives birth to her fifth child samuel thomason is playing a game with samuel when he abruptly disappears he is revealed to have been kidnapped by a witch who crushes his body to a pulp and uses it to make a flying ointment for her body so uh, i read that and i was like a flying ointment what the hell is a flying ointment all i heard was fly in the ointment like a turn of phrase like that yeah monkey in the wrench Flying yeah. the and fucking John McClane likes to he's a flying the ointment. <laughs> um, so flying ointment, also known as witch's flying ointment, green ointment, magic salve, or lycanthropic ointment, 
is a hallucinogenic ointment said to have been used by witches in the practice of European witchcraft from at least as early uh, as the early modern period when detailed recipes for such preparations were first recorded. So you see her, it looks like she's about to cut the baby's dick off, basically. It almost looks like she's grabbing low, like maybe she's going to circumcise him or something. And then it just cuts to her churning butter, except it ain't butter. Mm -hmm. She's churning baby. Right. There's like blood and guts on the top of the bowl. And then it looks like she might be eating it, rubbing it all over her body. Yeah. Like what the hell's going on? Yeah. Well, apparently that's for used for hallucinogenic purposes, spells, things like that. So that's what that was. Hmm. But we should also go through the family again, just so there isn't confusion about the names. So William's the dad, Catherine's the mom, Thomason, Anna Taylor-Joy is the oldest daughter. The next oldest child is Caleb. And then there's fraternal twins, Marcy and Jonas. And then Samuel, the baby, newborn. So Samuel's dead right off the bat. Yep. Family doesn't know this. <laughs> Wolf took him. Wolf took him. That was a few, a few days pass until William is finally like, baby's dead. Wolf took him. Yeah. Except in 1630s English. Great. <laughs> I did. I, I, so I've seen this movie a couple times. I watched it with subtitles the last time. Okay. To see if I missed any certain phrasing or words because William specifically is, I mean... It's heavy, early English accents. So it's like the quick talking sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. ran right by me. <laughs> yeah, I turned it on at certain scenes mm-hmm. when I was rewinding things to see if I heard something right or what you're yep. getting at. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of weird seeing that beginning scene. I have a clip of it actually, of them being kicked out of the plantation or co op community, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so yeah, we'll just play that quick and then we'll talk about it. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. We travailed a vast ocean. For what? For what? We must ask thee to be silent. Was it not for the pure? and faithful dispensation of the Gospels and the Kingdom of God. No more. We are your judges, and not you ours. I cannot be judged by false Christians, for I have done nothing save preach Christ's true Gospel. Must you continue to dishonor the laws of the Commonwealth and the Church with your prideful conceit? If my conscience sees it fit. Then shall you be banished from this plantation's liberties. I would be glad on it. Then take your leave and trouble us no further. How sadly hath the Lord testified against you. Always about the Lord of this guy. Yeah. He's a firm believer. 
I find it um, interesting that they're all Puritans, mm-hmm. but yet he maybe interprets the Bible or the New Testament just slightly differently than the, I guess, church of the community does. And that's such a obstacle that they just can't get over. Like, you got to fucking leave. Yeah. Like, we both believe in the same God, pretty much the same values, but a little bit of difference, you're out. We call the rules. <laughs> Not interpretations. And yours is wrong. It's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of true across all religions over time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the, you know, Catholics and Protestants. How long were they fighting for right. in the UK? A long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of, I mean, the Puritans came over because of the Church of England, and they kind of didn't, they weren't big fans of Catholics, those Puritans. Right. But, uh, yeah, I still find it just like, oh, you're banished. It was funny how he said banished, because on the subtitles it said banished, but he said it like banished shed. Yeah. You're banished shed from this. That's what I'm saying. That's why you need a subtitle. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? It's like, what shed do they have to live in? <laughs> Was that in the community? <laughs> Did he say he's a band? It's shed? <laughs> what? Uh, Edgar's also said that special features, too, like one of the big themes that this kind of kicks off and that they're trying to capture is the, uh, the crumbling of Puritan beliefs around that time. Okay. The fact that people were maybe skewing away from maybe the strict way that William foresaw it or something. Because they don't go into details on what exactly they interpret differently. But you can tell William's devout. He prays all the goddamn time. And mm-hmm. he believes probably word for word what the Bible says or what's been brought around. Now, maybe as those communities got bigger, you know, government. This is like maybe an early form of government kind of coming to influence maybe interpretation for yeah. that's kind of the way I started to take it where it was like <clears throat> a non-secular government. <laughs> yeah. Where it was like, well, this is maybe an early version of like the separation of church and state, how it wasn't, you know, they're kind of blending into each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think kind of kicks it off. Well, cause I won't lie. I was confused the first time I watched it on why exactly they're being banished. Because it wasn't clear to me in the language, like, oh, it's because they misinterpret the Bible. <laughs> they have differences in the Bible. Um, getting back to the flying ointment, um, I have a little fun fact here. Guy won't drop the goddamn ointment. Apparently, the rendered fat of an unbaptized, usually male, baby is an ingredient in which is flying ointment, along with other poisonous and hallucinogenic herbs such as belladonna, hemlock, nightshade, and wolfsbane. Supposedly, a witch would rub this flying ointment on themselves and their broom in order to fly. So baby Sam was taken in order to make this ointment. Hmm. Allegedly. It's uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not just throwing allegations around <laughs> willy-nilly. <laughs> we don't know who's the witch, if there is a witch. We don't know. Uh, it is funny you mentioned the hallucinogenic aspect of it because uh, I had read that one little thing that was placed into the film, and as we get, you know, as we start moving through it, is the crop that they just can't seem to grow out on their own actually has like a type of fungus on it 
mm-hmm. that when you eat the fungus, it it's a hallucinogenic fungus. And they said that they kind of put that in the story to make you question, well, is the shit that's about to happen to them real? Or are they just kind of out of their minds type thing like that because of that type of stuff? Uh, so mm-hmm. it's kind of curious. I didn't know anything about the ointment, but it's kind of an interesting connection there between the two hallucinogens. Yep. That was one of the uh, fun facts I saw. Um, Eggers talking about it. He said the rot was called ergot. Yep. E R G O T. Yep. I forgot hallucinogenic down, but... fungus. Yep. Yeah, he's talked about a few small hints he left throughout the film that one might interpret as reasoning behind the events. Right. Beyond the obvious supernatural, but yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I think it's immediately right after that when I think Thomason's trying to gain more favor with her mother that she, or maybe it's, it's just kind of her job because Thomason's the oldest child. You know, that she's, I know a woman or a you know, young, young girl. Uh, she's kind of has to do all the work on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> like all the grunt work. And uh, so she's out in the chicken coop and she grabs an egg and I'm not sure if they tried to show that she dropped the egg or she just saw a cracked egg, but there's that cracked egg and there's that bloody baby bird yep. that's sitting out of there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a part of a motif with like the baby being taken in the beginning and whatnot. Yeah. That's a good point. But yeah, they have a lot of imagery in here that's goes above and beyond face value. Mm-hmm. Like with the animals, we'll get into the animals later, but yeah, there's a lot of things that pop up more than once. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about that intro scene here? Um, nothing with the intro scene. Um, nah. Let's keep on going, moving along with the story here. So William takes Caleb hunting in the forest and tells him he traded Catherine's silver cup for hunting supplies. Back on the farm, the twins play with the family's goat, Black Philip, who they claim speaks to them. At least they claim this to Thomason. Mm-hmm. Uh, while on the river by the woods, Caleb looks at Thomason's chest as she washes some clothes. Uh, Mercy shows up and talks about the witch that roams the woods, and Thomason threatens her, telling her she herself is the witch of the woods, scaring her. That night, Catherine questions Thomason about the disappearance of her silver cup, while implying Thomason was also responsible for the disappearance of Samuel. After the children retire to bed, they overhear their parents discussing sending Thomason away to serve another family. Um, yeah, that silver cup, that's a real... Catherine fucking loves that silver cup. Yeah, she won't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> and she even later says, she's like, it's not about vanity. I'm like, yeah, it is. Kind of feels that way. Yeah, what else? Well, I, th- I think she said it was her father's. Her father gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Something that effect. So it's like, maybe there's sentimental reasons behind the cup mm. it wasn't that big you couldn't use it wasn't like a pitcher it right. was literally like a small cup yeah maybe it's because it was the only nice thing they had type yeah. thing like that he's like well we're not gonna have food unless we sell this fucking thing <laughs> so william yeah sold it for traps right yeah yeah so yeah him and caleb they set up a trap or two out in the woods and they see uh the, i think it's the first time you see the hair yep william tries to shoot it but it like kind of backfires I'm not sure if it just backfired or if he missed and it just went in his eye anyways. But he kind of got blinded for a short Yeah, it seemed like it backfired because Fowler's barking at the rabbit. And that's when William goes to shoot him and then, yeah, like misfires or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a clip here. This is right after uh, 
Caleb was scoping out his sister. <laughs> he does that a couple a of times. A lot of peak skis. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, Caleb's and... about that age where, yeah, I don't know. That's something you don't really think about. If you're secluded out in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, before America was even founded, this is the early settlers, yeah. pretty much. And there's no other women around. So you're going through puberty and you see pretty much the only woman around you that's not your mother. <laughs> right. And that you're ever going to see again. Yeah. Unless you move to go serve another family or something, which is also weird how they're talking about they need to get rid of Thomason, ever serve of... another family. Yeah. So it's basically like you're going to marry somebody over here. Because <laughs> they, they didn't seem like they're in the whole incest thing, even though they were. There's definitely shades of it. Like, you know, he's trying to catch a glimpse of his sister. Right. Seems like he's a little attracted to her. And they have a good relationship, Thomason and Caleb. You can tell they're kind of close. Uh, one of the questions I had at the end was, was Thomason a witch all along? Because that's kind of what the kids mm-hmm. poker at and stuff like that. And the more I thought about it, I was like, well, it's also a form of temptation a little bit. Like, she's unbeknownst to her tempting Caleb a little bit with her sexuality and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be reaching, but I mean, later in the movie when he goes out in the woods, he's coaxed by the, a witch mm-hmm. that's very busty and whatever type thing like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of adds to the mystery of it. Yeah. I have a clip here that kind of talks about that. Cause that was my next talking point. I was like, why does Thomason take it so far? Yeah, but she's scary and little mercy. No, little mercy's kind of being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's being shit then. <laughs> um, she's a little snot, you know. Just her and her brother Jonas. They're just young kids. They don't know any better. You know, they're too young to really do any work on the farm, so mm-hmm. they just kind of run amok. And they're just being silly little children, you know, knowing little shits. They talk to Black Philip a lot, <laughs> <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> so here's that clip. I've seen no apples since we went from England. I would have found them. I so wish for one. (laughs) 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 Is that? Hi. Who's there? I be the witch of the wood. Mercy, come out. I be not mercy. I be the witch of the wood. And I have come to steal ye. Hammy stuck a flying through the trees. Clickety clackety. Clickety clackety. Mercy. Clickety clackety. Clickety clackety. Why is when thou dost rotten? I be a washing father's clothes like a slave, and thou art playing idle. Because mother hates you. Spoilt child. Tell mother you have left the farm alone. Black Philip saith I can do what I like. Devil take your Black Philip. Sure thought I can't leave the yard. I could go to the brook before he let the witch take Sam. Quiet thee. It were a wolf-stole, Sam. A witch. I've seen her in her riding cloak about the wood. Father showed me the tracks. It was a witch. Aye. It was a witch, Mercy. You speak aright. Thomason! It was I. Liar. T'was I what stole him. I be the witch of the wood. Liar. Liar. I am. Listen not to a Mercy. I am that very witch. When I sleep... My spirit slips away from my body and dances naked with the devil. That's how I signed his book. No. He bade me bring him an unbaptized babe. 
So I stole Sam and I gave him to my master. And I'll make any man or thing else vanish I like. No. Aye. And I'll vanish thee too if thou displeaseth me. Be quiet. Mercy. She's but telling fantasies. A chance I'll boil and bake thee. Since we're a lack of food. No! Stop, Thomasin! It's not true! It is, thou thing. How I crave to sink my teeth into thy pink flesh. <laughs> if ever thou tellest thy mother of this, I'll witch thee and thy mother and draw us <laughs> through. Stop thy tears and swear thy silence. I swear. You'll not tell mother nor father. I swear. Thomasin, let her alone. Get away from my killer, or she'll witch thee. Why tell Mercy those horrible fancies? Oh, hit me now, too. It was a wool Sam. Leave me be. Go tell mother and father of my wickedness. Thomasin. I hate that pity. I need it not. And she doesn't need her pity. Yeah. Or need his pity. And she pushes it pretty far. <laughs> and he scares the <laughs> shit out of her. And she's kind of being a little shit, but she's just a little kid. You know? Right. And I get it. Uh, Thomason is kind of being, her mom's being tough on her and she's clearly not happy out there and kids are pissing her off, but still. No. She kind of pushes it to a point where you're like, hmm, <laughs> maybe subconsciously. Yeah. You know something about yourself that you're suddenly kind of showing signs of. It is funny that Mercy, Mercy. Clickety clackety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they talk about the goat, Black Philip, a lot. And she says, Black Philip said I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> also, which is kind of an odd thing to say. That, that, I mean, she's a little kid, so you can say whatever. But before this, the kids are running around chasing Black Philip at one point. And I rewound it, and they're singing something. One of the lines that they're singing is Black Philip eats the lions from the lion's den. And I was just like, where the fuck do these kids come up with these songs? Like, are they just thinking of these songs like yeah, I themselves? Was, I was like, some of these songs are so descriptive. Yeah, I was wondering like, where. Or did Black Philip tell them? Yeah, that's I was wondering where does. they came with the lyrics for that. Yeah. yeah. They're running around the house singing it, and I'm like, where? Like, it's not like a the known lyrics. song. And like, yeah, they don't know any songs because there really aren't any. Right. Especially, well, probably not about goats. I maybe mean, maybe hymns. Because yeah, <laughs> they're, they're farmers, but yeah, they wouldn't have a lot of folklore about goats. Right. <laughs> Except for, you know, pagan or witchcraft. Yep. Kind of folklore. Um, but yeah, I was like, where do they get these lines? Because they ain't writing them. Yep. That's why I was like, <laughs> between the two things, I was like, well, is Black Philip talking to him? Because if he, if he was, I mean... It'd be the perfect people to talk to. Two kids who would think it was cool if we go talk to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of... Between that and William wrestling back Black Phillip back into the pen. <laughs> Getting knocked over for the first time. That was their first tussle. <laughs> uh, so you start to kind of wonder about... Or when I started to wonder about Black Phillip. Because you don't mm-hmm. realize he's more prominent until... I don't know, around this time. Yeah. Here comes a little more of a center, a talking point, not a centerpiece, but a talking. Because right away you're just like, oh, it's the little kids. They have they're friends with a goat. Who cares? Yeah, they're just chasing the goat around. Yeah, it's nothing. Like they're just chasing farm animals around, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing with them. Yep. Um. So let's get to go a little farther along in the story here. 
So early the next morning, Thomason finds Caleb preparing to hunt in the forest. She forces Caleb to take her with him by threatening to awaken their father. The dog chases or gives chase to a hare, and Caleb follows on foot, leaving the horse to throw Thomason off unconscious. Caleb becomes lost in the woods and eventually stumbles upon the disemboweled corpse of his dog. Wandering further into the woods, he discovers a moss-covered hovel. A seductive young woman appears at the door, lures Caleb towards her, kisses him, and grabs him with her wrinkled hand. It's kind of like all haggard and mm-hmm. disgusting. Meanwhile, Thomason awakens and reunites with her father, who is searching for her and Caleb. And Catherine confronts Thomason about taking Caleb into the woods, and William reluctantly admits that he sold Catherine's silver cup. That night, Caleb is found outside in the rain, naked and delirious from an unknown illness. Catherine suggests that her son's mysterious ailment is due to witchcraft and prays over him. The next day, Caleb suffers a violent seizure and expels a small apple from his mouth before dying. I didn't... Did you catch that? Small apple? Yeah. That's an apple core. Apple core, okay. So, so come, he, That's what comes out of his mouth. When he dies? Uh, he, like, it's right... Is it right before he dies? It's either right before he starts spouting off shit. Because he, he was spitting he, the blood, he has, So he has a seizure, and then I think that comes up, and then after that, that's when he starts to spout mm-hmm. off you know, all kinds of and religious the, things and stuff like that, and then he dies, I think. Mm-hmm. But it is a, it, it's an apple core, kind of like an eaten apple. And at the beginning of the last clip, that's what Thomason and Caleb were playing around by the river and that's what she was joking around with them she hasn't seen an apple yeah so you know ever since they left england and she pretends that his head is an apple and so then yeah <laughs> he gets taken comes back apple core comes out of his mouth that's yep. pretty uh wonder if that's just a coincidence i wonder I if that so. fucking rabbit was listening nearby those hairs are tricky <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty, uh, that witch that Caleb finds. Yeah. Yeah, she is definitely pretty busty and showing it off and tempting him, luring him. Mm-hmm. It's like he's under her spell immediately. Right. That's what I mean. Like, Thomason doesn't imply that she's a witch. You could tell that every supernatural thing that's occurring is playing off of kind of their wants or mm-hmm. their temptations and shit like that, I would say. Like we talked about a little earlier with kind of the hints that Eggers dropped in to kind of make you question it. Yeah. I think you can interpret this movie in a number of ways that they are all tripping balls off that shitty corn that they're nuts. eating. Yeah. And, but it also could be, I mean, it's a folk tale. Mm-hmm. It's a folk tale, so you can pretty much have any fantastical element you want in it. So supernatural, I guess, themes. Oh, what am I trying to say here? Supernatural happenings. Yeah. Or witchcraft, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Anything's fair game. Yeah. If you want to interpret it that way. Yep. Because it's not like, well, there's a witch, but there's no Black Phillip. It's like, well, it has to be both. Right. Yeah. Because I don't yep. think you can interpret it. Black Phillip's real. He's talking. There's a real Black Phillip or the devil's possessed the goat mm-hmm. without saying, yeah, there's a witch in the woods, too. Yeah. No, no, there's no witch in the woods. That's silly. But Black Phillip's totally. <laughs> Totally real. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe not 
can be interpreted in many ways. It's probably only two. Right. Either the family's tripping balls or, you know, just too crazy religious. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of goes back to that crumbling of beliefs a little bit in that maybe they're all kind of questioning things to a point where mm-hmm. they're, they might be seeing meaning in everything when maybe there's not. Yeah. Uh, from the kids all the way to the parents. Because this is where you see the rabbit again. Uh, it's around this time. Because Thomason goes outside because the sheep are bellowing. And then uh, the rabbit is sitting in the barn with the sheep yeah. at that point again. So she's a rabbit again. Just yeah. <laughs> breathing hard. <laughs> and this is also where the mom starts questioning God. Because she said there's something amiss on this farm. It's not natural. Um, and then she later says that God cursed the family. That's when William and her are talking in bed and Thomason's listening above type thing like that. The previous conversation between William and Caleb, right after Samuel went missing, Caleb asked his dad if Sam was in hell. Like, how do you know? You know, you're a sinner when you're born because he couldn't repent his sins because he's a baby. Does that mean he's in hell? And William's like, no. Well, this time, uh, Kate tells William Sam's in hell type thing. So you can Mm -hmm. tell she's totally deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and she was not happy about, obviously, her husband lying to her about the silver cup. Right. Because pretty much like any sin is, you broke your covenant with God and all this. Well, he even says in the beginning, he's praying, I think when they get out to the, after they've been banished, he's praying. And one of the things I wrote down that he says is, broken every commandment in thought or something. Mm -hmm. So you can tell it's like all or nothing with him. Yeah, it seems like they're all repenting or worried about sin mm-hmm. individually, except for the little kids. Yeah, little kids are just the little kids. Yeah. But like even uh, when uh, Thomason is praying towards the beginning, she mentions, I think I've, yeah, I've written down here, uh, she prays for her sins and she kind of mentions she played upon her Sabbath. I was like, so are we talking about masturbation here? Played upon her Sabbath. She, she referenced her Sabbath, not the Sabbath. So if talking about her holy place. Right, that's what Sabbath kind I would, of refers I would, to, right? I'm guessing they're hinting that she was, like, you know, experimenting with masturbation or something. It's kind of funny. Sabbath, by definition, one of the meanings is a supposed annual midnight meeting of witches with the devil. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, you know, the number one meaning is a day of religious observance and abstinence from work kept by Jews from Friday evening to Saturday evening and most by most Christians on Sunday. But then the second meaning is that meeting with witches and the devil. Ah, that's okay. kind of interesting. Yeah. Played that. upon her. I believe she says upon. Right. Because she does. I know she doesn't say on the Sabbath. Yeah. Because she refer- references it as her Sabbath, which I was just assuming that she was masturbating and obviously the the strict christian faiths back then you mm-hmm. know they're not having that right because <laughs> caleb was worried about samuel going to hell so he's has those conversations with william about you know if god is hearing is you know can hear him and is forgiving his sins and all that it's pretty much everyone's worrying about dying and going to hell yeah that's where samuel is 
Yep. Apparently. This is also the third time the rabbit pops up. Yep. That's so. why I, I had it written down as a, a third time is when the uh, yeah, the dog runs after it. Yep. And that's when the horse freaks out mm-hmm. and uh, knocks Thomason off. Yep. And Fowler's dead. So Caleb finds Fowler and he's already ble- he's bleeding and dying. Mm-hmm. So something killed Fowler out in the woods. Yeah. He was found, you know, naked in the rain. Thomason finds him when she's she's trying to gain favor in her mother's eyes again by going out and bedding down the goats yep. in the barn. And she finds Caleb out there. But they also had written down. So right right when Caleb's dying, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like he's having like a feverish dream almost. He's sick. Yep. The mother immediately pretty much suspects witchcraft. Like nothing could cause him to be sick like this. Well, also when he's when he's pulled inside, when they find him naked, he has bite marks around his mouth, too. Yeah, kind of like little slashes, and he scratches Some, all over too. Yeah, scratches and stuff. So it's kind of a weird type thing. But yeah, I mean, it could just be the woods. But yep. Still, yeah, it is. Like they're pretty prominently displayed. Mm-hmm. But he says, because he starts like raving and ranting. And uh, at one point, he's he's uh, talking about grabbing an axe and chopping off her head. Yeah, the quote was, get the broad, narrow axe and cut off her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says that several times. Mm-hmm. He changes it because he's like, broad axe, narrow axe. He keeps on like replacing or switching off between the two. Yeah. Like, I don't know the difference between a broad axe and a narrow axe, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let us know, people. <laughs> you know, he kind of coughs up blood somewhat. His jaw is frozen for a short period of time. Yeah. And they get it open. And then he's kind of praying to God right before he dies. Yep. Almost like, Lord, take me. And during while this is going on, you know, there's a lot of accusations flying around <laughs> about witchcraft and what's causing it. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's do the Lord's Prayer. And. The twins can't remember the Lord's Prayer. Yep. And I had a little fun fact about that. So apparently at the time, that was a sign of witchcraft. So during like the Salem witch trials and the witch hunts, it was widely believed that a witch could not say the entire Lord's Prayer. So this is why the family uh, were so upset when Mercy and Jonas were unable to finish the prayer. Mm-hmm. So they thought either they could be witches or maybe... Maybe Thomason was using her powers, although then Thomason wouldn't wouldn't have been able to finish the prayer. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the concrete evidence that at that point she is not a witch. Right. Yep. That's what I do kind of tend to think. Although, I mean, it is weird that she kind of takes that kind of that joke by the river too far against Mercy because she's so young. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she could be influenced by the woods, the witch, the animals, all that. But I don't think she knowingly, I guess, made a, a bond or a covenant with the devil or the witch up until the end. Yeah. I think it is kind of the kids that are so young and naive, and they're talking to Black Phillip the whole the whole movie. Right. And telling Thomason about it. And so I think those two are the ones that kind of brought it in. Yeah. They could have just been brought in by the animals themselves, maybe, but maybe they need human connection to try to corrupt the whole family type of thing mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was going to say, maybe she was the most pure out of the family. And the witches had to work to get everybody to go against her, which ultimately drove her, you know, in the end to sign the book and do the deed type thing like that. I was talking about the animals. Um, a hare, which we, we've seen three times yep. in the film. Uh, it's uh, In New England superstitions, hares were considered magical creatures in their own right, but were often associated with witches, either as a witch's familiar, called a milk hare, which stole or spoiled milk from the farm animals, hmm. or the witch themselves, who was thought to uh, able to turn into a hare in order to spy on and influence people. Funny coincidence, too. Thomason milks the goat, mm-hmm. and blood comes out. Too. Yep. So kind of the spoiled milk aspect of it, too, is there. Mm-hmm. So it's also the second animal that she's seen, I don't know, some type of blood or death type symbol around, yeah. I guess, I would say. First the chicken and now this. So yeah, see, maybe... And then Caleb saw the dog, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if to go back and see if you can see the dog's leg at all. Because Caleb says when he's kind of going through his seance whatever you want to call it where Mm -hmm. he's having his seizure and stuff one of the things he says is a cat a crow a raven a three-legged dog then he suddenly smiles and starts talking to jesus and laughing almost mockingly um right before he dies so a crow pops up shortly here the raven or yeah it's a raven pops up and then the dog whether it's Mm -hmm. three-legged or not um their dog dies the raven's also associated with witchcraft as well yeah so you got three animals at least, the hare, the goat, the raven. Yeah. All associated with witchcraft or, you know, the devil, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, dog not so much, but the dog was killed by him. Right. Just yep. like um seemed like the like the white goats were innocent because they're never they're never talked to or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They just see that their milk was spoiled. Yeah. So you just want to get to the accusations. <laughs> sure. Um uh, so the twins accuse Thomas of witchcraft. In retaliation, she reveals their conversations with Black Phillip. Because Mercy's like, oh, she told me she's a witch. She did it. And she's like, well, they've been talking to Black Phillip this whole movie. Mm-hmm. You've been paying attention. Um, enraged, William boards both Thomason and the twins inside the goat house. Or the barn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after dark, the twins and Thomason awaken to find a hideous naked old woman drinking a white uh, a white goat's blood. Meanwhile, Catherine is overjoyed by a vision of Caleb and Samuel's return. She begins breastfeeding the infant, which is revealed to be a black raven, peeking at her or pecking at her exposed and bloody breast. So yeah, um, he boards them all up because they don't trust Thomas in that much either because she was the last one to have Samuel. Um, and she was the she was with Caleb, Caleb. when he yep. disappeared, and was with Caleb when he came back. Yep. Or she found him. Yep. Quote unquote. So the mother really doesn't trust anyone at this point because she's still a little upset about her husband lying to her. Mm-hmm. And now apparently she's hallucinating too because she's letting ravens peck at her breast. Right. <laughs> Which is that's a pretty haunting image there. I was gonna say She's that like was laughing and that was one scene that first time I saw. It, every time I see it, it's like 
God damn. <laughs> it's like, that catches you. It's also another reason why I was like, this movie is the shit. <laughs> because it hangs there. It's not quick. Yeah. It hangs there for, I forgot rewatching it, how long. It's just a steady camera, and it's just her with her exposed breast and a huge fucking raven just pecking at it mm-hmm. and just tugging. However they did that scene, it's like, that was fucking, that was a good job. <laughs> And then uh, back in the barn, so Thomason and the twins are hanging out in there. Yeah. And it seems like Thomason is asleep because it just shows, initially it shows the two kids watching the white goat. And they see the witch sitting there, like, drinking the blood and whatnot. And then it, the witch slowly stands up and, like, turns around and, like, mm-hmm. reveals her face. And then all of a sudden it shows Thomason, like, kind of, like, sitting up or, like, looking and then, like, screaming. Yeah. As well, like she's scared yeah. as well. It was not a laughing scream. Right. So I don't know if they were trying to make it ambiguous to like they're the same person. Because it's like, well, how did the witch get into there? Well, I mean, it's a lot of supernatural things going on. She could find yeah. her way into the... Um, I mean, the next day, the barn was just destroyed. But at that point, it wasn't yet. No, before that, too, the twins are talking to Thomas and in there... And Black Phillip, they're sitting right next to Black Phillip. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like all three of them are looking at her and talking to her type thing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, later that night, then that happens. So I don't know if they were trying to, if with the camera angle, they were trying to show that the witch and Thomas could be the same person. Like she's snapping in and out of it. Yeah. But I don't know, because it seems like their intent is shown once they've kind of been overtaken. Yeah. Because the kids are kind of, I mean, yeah, they're little shits. Like, you can just brush it off as they're just, you know, little kids being little kids. But if they're really talking to Black Phillip the whole movie and being influenced by Black Phillip the whole movie, mm-hmm. they're kind of setting everything in motion. Yeah. And doing it somewhat maliciously. Yeah. They tattle on Thomas and they try to blame it all on her when it's really, well, she didn't really let that stuff in. You did. Yeah. By making a covenant with Black Phillip. Signing his book. <laughs> That fucking that book. Goddamn book. Everybody I meet goes in this book, and <laughs> now I met you, and you're going in the book. <laughs> so let's just get to the last little paragraph here I have. Finish up the story. Uh, the next day, William finds the stable destroyed, the goats eviscerated, the twins missing, and an unconscious Thomason lying nearby with blood-stained hands. As Thomason awakens, Black Philip fatally gores William before her eyes. Both Thomason's scream and the commotion awaken the unhinged Catherine, who blames Thomason for her husband's death and the twins' disappearance, and tries to strangle her. Thomason grabs a nearby Billy or Bill Hook and kills her in self-defense. That night, Thomason, desperate, urges Black Philip to speak to her. The goat responds in human tongue and suddenly transforms into a darkly handsome man. He convinces her to sign her name in his book, offering her the sights of the world and the luxurious life she wants to live. Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? <laughs> Pretty dress? <laughs> live deliciously? <laughs> uh, Thomason agrees, signs the book, and wanders naked into the forest with Black Philip, now back in his goat form. She discovers a coven of witches dancing around a bonfire. The witches begin to levitate, and a laughing Thomason joins them above the trees, completing her witch transformation. So, yeah, that is when Black Philip gores William. That was like, that caught me off guard. That was out of nowhere because you don't even see him. He's yeah. like off camera and all of a sudden just 
crunch. Yep. That was pretty brutal. Pours the too. shit out of him with his yep. horn. <laughs> so I like the the first half of the movie is it's not slow in any sense, but it's you don't see much. Not much mm-hmm. happens. Kind of Samuel disappears, but you don't see what happens the same. Oh, I guess you do a little bit, but uh, nothing's really super intense, I mm-hmm. guess. But it fucking finishes hard. <laughs> <laughs> when shit just starts crumbling, it goes it goes downhill fast. And the mother just fed up with everyone and left with no one. Yeah. Blames everything on Thomason, of course. She calls her a slut. Mm-hmm. And the William tr- William called her a bitch before he uh, slaps her, after he accuses her of being a witch. Before yeah. he throws her in the barn, too. Mm-hmm. So she's just getting it from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like an obvious frame job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gone or dead, and she's just laying there with bloody hands. Like she wouldn't I was, be- was going to say, the, the barn's destroyed, but you don't see the kids. Mm-hmm. You see yeah, the, they're disappeared. You see that yeah, the kids are gone, but you see the two dead white goats. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I wasn't sure if the white goats or somehow the kids or if they do, you just assume that they took the kids like they did Samuel type well, thing. I'm just a, their blood. the way I read it, I guess, is I'm basing it off of the belief that they have kind of been in cahoots with Black Phillip right. the whole movie or at least been under his influence. Yeah. So they kind of like went off with him that night. Yeah, that makes they sense. They could be in the woods or they could be wherever the hell they are. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, well, they don't really need to stay behind anymore, and they can blame everything on Thomason. Yeah. Yeah, she kills her mother in self-defense because her, obviously, mom's trying to kill her. Yeah, she's strangling her, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. And hitting her and yeah. all that. And... Dude, she gives her a warning slice. <laughs> he goes, listen, bitch. Slices your one. Slices her once. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then she won't stop, and so she, she finishes the job. And then she's distraught she has nothing left literally nothing left no animals no healthy ones anyways no family's gone fucking crops ruined yeah go get high off the corn though i suppose so i have a clip here and this is her confronting black philip black philip i conjure thee to speak to me Speakers had to speak to Jonas and Mercy. Does thou understand my English tongue? Answer me. thou give? Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? A pretty dress? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Yes. Wouldst thou like to see the world? What will you from me?
cannot write my name. I will guide thy hand. Had to get that last accent in there. Mm-hmm. That is something we haven't touched on yet. The score is amazing. Uh, right the off the film. bat, it's great. The just heavy strings and mm-hmm. uh, reminded me of "There Will Be Blood" <laughs> because yeah. of so much strings, like the but, the clacking, yeah, almost like, like the claves, and it was fucking sweet. The score is awesome throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie, but yeah, it kicks off right away in the beginning too. I remember the heavy strings in the beginning of it too. Johnny Greenwood do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> he did "There Will Be Blood," I think. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm interpreting it as a witch story and not like a hallucinogenic. The family's not just tripping on balls. Mm-hmm. Or tripping balls, I should say. Not on balls. Tripping balls. Tripping balls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of think that Black Phillip or the devil, the witches, kind of, you know, they want to destroy the family, but they want to get souls as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're just kind of using Thomason to put all the blame on her, kind of destroy the family from within. Yeah. Because you can't really blame the little kids. No. For anything. They're little kids. Right. Yeah, they're so innocent. Yeah. She's able to lure Caleb in, probably get his soul, with the animals that keep on reappearing and supposed connections to witchcraft. They just kind of slowly but surely they kind of set Thomason up the whole movie. Yeah. They, they might be influencing her as well in some of the choices she makes throughout the movie. But I think it's just a combination of things and at yeah. the end because they want to weaken her too so they can get her soul. Mm-hmm. And she's left with kind of no other options. Right. What else? What's she going to do? They kind of destroyed everything else. And she can't even get Took back all to- the kids. Killed Caleb. It'd be hard for her to get back to town. She could do it, but she'd have, she'd be walking for days. Yeah. No horse, no way of traveling there. Right. There's not no other farm places by there. And even if she did attempt it, who's to say they would allow it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of it, it seems like the parents, they couldn't get anything from. They broke them down to the point where uh, they physically killed William and then diminished kate where she no longer believed in god or hated him maybe she believed in him but hated him and then put her in the position that thomason had to kill her own mom and then just offed all the kids essentially Mm -hmm. so yeah chess devil's (laughs) playing chess a lot of moves a lot of ins and outs oh william was playing checkers william's busy fucking chopping wood (laughs) Praying. Only thing he's good at cutting it. Remember, he's the only thing he's good at is chopping wood. <laughs> just wasn't cutting it. Because Thomason finally starts talking shit to him at the end. Yeah. She's like, oh, the only thing you can do is chop wood. <laughs> Which he does like three times. Yeah. Chops wood in the beginning, totally fine. <laughs> then you see him chopping wood a second time uh, in the rain uh, by himself. And then I think the last time he chops wood, that's where he he tells, he starts talking to God, and I think he's crying. And he says he's been infected with the... Yeah, here you go. I am infected with the filth of pride, mm-hmm. he says. And that's what they mention when they banish him, is yeah. a prideful conceit. Yep. Right? 
So it is kind of pride that got them into that. They could have, well, they're people of principle, right? Or at least he is. Yeah. He's not going to stand for it. Right. But if he would, he could have kept on living in the community. <laughs> yeah, he just had to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, my final question that I had was, should the movie have ended after Black Phillip said, I will guide thy hand? And then you had that fucking hard score hit. I almost didn't need to see her join the witch's circle and levitate. I actually think I would have liked it if the movie ended after he said that. Mm-hmm. And it was just known that, you know, it's over. <laughs> Maybe I could answer that with another question. Um, or I guess another, eh, it's not even a question, it's just another point. And just reading some things online, uh, there's a lot of views of this film being very feminist, very powerful feminist film. Aren't all witches, witch movies feminist <laughs> whatever <laughs> I mean yeah but I mean also you could debate it's tough like for me other to believe w- that when the devil's pulling the strings and it's a man <laughs> <laughs> just saying who, who got the signature <laughs> fucking devil so does God have to be a he or a she huh does God have to be a he or a she just like the devil said devil has to be a he or a she it was physically a he. There was a dude in the barn. Yeah, he just took the form of a he. Yeah, took man. the form of a goat. But if it's a feminist movie, then why wouldn't it take the form of a woman to pull her in? <laughs> Tempting her, dude. Let's hear your feminist argument. What I was saying that the ending can be seen as an awakening of sorts for her, for Thomason. She's run through the mud the whole fucking movie. She's working the hardest out of anybody in the family. Yeah. She's given little to no respect, at least by her parents. And I mean, her father somewhat, the mother, not so much. The little kids pay her no mind, as she says. Yeah. She has a close relationship with Caleb. Yeah. That's about it. And at the time, obviously, women weren't thought of to be, I mean, they were important, obviously, to the survival of everyone, but they weren't, you know, they were seen as... I don't know. I mean, pretty much until, you know, women started really working in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. They got yeah. the, you know, before they were working, they got the right to vote. Before the right to vote, they were shit on even more. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this whole movie and like, you know, the witchcraft uh, phenomena in general and the Salem witch trials, that was just scores of women just murdered for no reason, mm-hmm. ostracized and... It is like her burgeoning sexuality. You know, she's going through puberty. Her brother notices it. And it's kind of like, well, we should just send her off to serve another family. Because doesn't that just, well, you're going to go fuck this other guy that used to be our friend, his daughter, or his son. You're going to marry him. You're going to serve him under God for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, Suppressed sexuality was one of the themes I put down, too. Mm -hmm. Because they mention her womanhood. And just shipping her off, not to deal with it. And then Caleb's taking peeks, and yeah. She's probably the, the smartest and the strongest character in the whole movie. Yep. That's why I think she's the most... I think she couldn't be corrupted directly by the witches or the devil. And I think they knew that. Or they, you know, because they're in nature, they mm-hmm. probably got a sense of 
maybe some of the things that were going on, they corrupted the kids, and then they stole Samuel because they knew Samuel would get to the mom, and then the mom would get to the dad, and then, yeah, kind of so forth. Because he also it all crumbled around her, so she was the last one to fall. Yeah. But everything else had to fall before that. Uh huh. Yeah. And you also you can't just think of the family as being good because they're Puritan and Christians, right? And Black Philip and all the witches is bad because we know that the church is also corrupt mm-hmm. and that it, cor- it helped corrupt the family. Well, and I think the movie starts off too, where you think this family is standing for good. Mm-hmm. The church was saying they needed to change how they thought of the Bible and think more like them, and this one's not standing for it. It's almost like they're on a better footing when they leave because mm-hmm. they have their values and their pride. But then you slowly realize, cause she even calls William a hypocrite. You realize, mm-hmm. well, William lied to his wife and sold the silver cup, and then uh, Caleb's kind of committing adultery by his nasty thoughts, and then the Sabbath comment she makes also mm-hmm. uh, seems to indicate even in thought. Well, and then the dad even says that broken every commandment by thought, mm-hmm. something like that. So it's almost like everything has been somewhat minor, but they're all corrupted and yeah. kind of compromising their values, even though that's what they're supposed to be standing on when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. At the end is kind of her awakening and kind of, I guess, transcending the horrible world that women had to live in at the time. Yeah. <laughs> With all the misogyny going around. And, you know, just they just weren't thought of mm-hmm. as more than a mother and caregiver to the family, I guess. You yeah. got to take care of the farm hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to pump out these kids so they can run the farm. And you're going to take care of them. You're going you're gonna to push them out. Then you're going to breastfeed them. And then you're going to serve me. Yeah. And serve God. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So it's kind of like her, I don't know, I guess, breaking away from her the chains, restrictions in her life, I guess. Sure. So it's a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense. This one's a really interesting fun fact. Uh, the Satanic Temple has endorsed this movie and hosted several screenings of the film. Their spokesperson, Jex Blackmore address the film as an impressive presentation of satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussion of religious experience. Now, Eggers, I read, reached out to the satanic temple and they watched it and they just fucking loved it. They're like, oh, everyone's got to see this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big religious awakening across the country, across the world. Mm-hmm. It, it, it hasn't been. But <laughs> it hasn't had the impact that they thought it might. Now, obviously, I don't give a shit about the satanic temple. Yeah. Um but I know there's at least a couple of things that they talk about where I can like understand. Like I was reading like her, there was a more in-depth like interview with Jex. It was her name. It's a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like the head of the satanic temple or whatever, or the spokesperson. And she later also talked about it being a feminist film and kind of breaking through constrictions and, lies and I guess the lies of the church and religion over the years mm-hmm. questioning authority not just the churches but societal norms that was more or less influenced by the church over time sure that's kind of where all values kind of came from mm-hmm. at least one way or another especially with the Puritans at the time that's all it was was a bunch of crazy religious people wanted to move away from England 
Right. <laughs> so they all came over here. Yeah. It was just a bunch of very strict religious types. Yeah. So that's all it was. And Native Americans. Because <laughs> she combo. mentions that in the movie, don't they? Talking about um, somebody who's uh, some uh, an Indian-inspired sickness or something. Because I think they were talking about the possible causes of Caleb's sickness. And I thought I heard her mention something about... Like she had heard of such a thing from an Indian black magic. I think that's what she says, like Indian black magic. Hmm. He's like, that's not what this is. But, yeah. Hmm. You didn't catch that? I didn't catch that. I checked my notes, see if I marked <laughs> anything down too, and I didn't. I mean, there was, we, we mentioned the, the Indian you see in the background as they're exiting the village in the beginning. I thought it was interesting that... Uh, this little tidbit. Stephen King said he was terrified or horrified by this film. He's the master of horror. Yeah. He's the master terrified. of Terrified. <laughs> um, there was more scenes planned with Black Phillip, but apparently that goat that they used was... Pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> the devil isn't cooperative. Real pain in the ass. <laughs> Eggers said the hair was the easiest animal to work with. Oh, yeah, nothing funny. but good reviews. <laughs> for hair. So that hair is going places in the business. Yeah, he's probably been on a few other things. <laughs> According to the cinematographer, uh, Jaron Blasky, film was shot mostly with available and natural light. And you, I, you oh, can yeah. see that. Yep, yep. It was Even, done really well. Yeah. Cinematography was pretty pretty on point. A little similar, <laughs> a little similar to Barry Lyndon, that's famously all natural light or candlelight. There was no artificial lighting. Sure. So I'm sure if they, there the must Revenant, have been a... Revenant that came out not too long ago. That mm-hmm. was supposed to be all natural light. Okay. Yeah, or in most scenes, I think. I think yeah. maybe there were some. That That's why this but... one's most scenes. I'm sure yeah. they. I'm sure they have to compromise in some areas, but. I'm sure there's a couple times where they had to use artificial light and they just put a whole shit ton of filters on them. Yeah. Like we kind of touched on earlier, goats were commonly associated with Satan and witchcraft in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Uh, many believe that Satan took the form of a goat which led to common belief that goats were part of uh, the witch's Sabbath. Hmm. So there you go. Witch's Sabbath. There you go. And the characters frequently accuse each other of signing the book. And a book is offered to Catherine and Thomason to sign by Black Philip. In Puritan theology, a person recorded a covenant with the devil by signing or making their mark in the devil's book with pen and ink or with blood. Only with such signing, according to the beliefs of the time, did a person actually become a witch and gain demonic powers such as appearing in a spectral form uh, to do harm to another. And that's all I have to say about that. Don't know where that clip is right now. Uh, in the special features, there was a Q&A session with um, a couple of historians, professors, and then uh, Eggers, and then Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, that's pretty interesting. And there she, she was asked if she believed in witches, and she said she 100% believes in witches. Like she was completely she says it's not because of the movie, I just that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh but the professor and the historian and one said he's he kinda said he was kind of an annoying film watcher because he always critiques things in movies that are historically inaccurate and stuff like that. And he was he had studied, you know, witchcraft and history of the Salem witch trials and things around that and he said historically the movie is extremely accurate. And the other historians agreed, too. They said specifically the scene with Caleb and William about heaven and hell with mm-hmm. Samuel. 
They said that was extremely accurate in covering what was called the predestination belief of the time. Like the way they talked about it, they said that was... It's probably one of those things where Edgar says he pulled some dialogue from specific court records and stuff like that. I'm assuming that's probably the case. But uh, Mm. yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then fun fact on Edgar's and Taylor Joy, it was their first feature film, um, but they're going to be teaming up for Nosferatu remake. That's going to be, I don't know if it has a date yet, but Edgar's is going to be directing and she'll be in the lead female role. So be looking out for that. For show. What are they going to do, though? They're going to have dialogue? You shit Probably me? be a silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more strings. <laughs> a lot more silence. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, just your typical New England folktale <laughs> about overcoming oppression and becoming a real woman without the restrictions of society to drag you down. Oh, only other thing I want to call out. We loved this movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-one percent by critics. Mm-hmm. It's rotten by audiences at fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that fifty-seven. Yep. I mean, I could see why people don't like it as much as ninety-one percent, but not enough jump scares, isn't enough blood. I guess not. Maybe one of the, people, one of the better horror movies I've seen in a long time. Maybe people are like us and they don't really give a shit about which movies. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. With a lot of people, but well, this one's an exception. Oh yeah, not the rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, another successful horror extravaganza. Didn't get as many episodes in as we wanted to, but that'll be rectified by our Christmas horror series, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, reach out to us. Email us at watchthismovieyahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Do us a favor and give us the old rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe. And check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.